This is Van Electric Ghost, and this is our continuing series of song deconstructions. And we're talking about the song, Feelings of Love Usually Hurt. That was actually um, a location <laughs> that I found on um, Instagram. And I used it as a, like a tag for a lot of songs in 2017 and 2018 until it kind of disappeared. Then it kind of inspired me to actually write a song and I actually have a collection of songs on SoundCloud that use that title. And, and this song is, is pretty much, um, you know, I think anyone who's ever uh, had a relationship go that way, where sometimes if one person you know, feels a little bit more than the other. And um, in that kind of scenario, you tend to get hurt because you put more into it where you have more feelings than the other person. And, you know, sometimes in that kind of situation, you don't fully reveal your feelings because you're scared of getting hurt. So you don't tell people what you really feel until it really gets, you know, too much out of, out of control and then it kind of blows up. So this kind of song, well, this kind of song, but this song is uh, trying to reveal uh, through my alter ego, Josephine Electric, that kind of feeling uh, and, and when you have a romance, it kind of just like, uh, just kind of deconstructs and falls apart. What I use to create it is my hardware workflow. And uh, on deck is a Moog DFAM for the beat. And I have it going through an Arteria um, 6U, which is a Euro rack system. I have uh, the actual 
DFAMs being affected by a math module for make noise, which is a really awesome utility module for any Eurorack. It's considered like the number one um, utility module for Eurorecs because it can act like an LFO, it can act like an oscillator, it can modify any sound coming off the Eurorack and uh, do some really cool sonic tricks. So I have it affecting the DFAM and also I have my Mini Brute 2S, which I find is a very awesome instrument. I didn't really understand how Arteria uh, structured their analog sense until I finally got one. And what's really cool about the Arteria compared, compared to other analog sense is that you can mix multiple waveforms coming from an oscillator um, at the same time which, you know, I've not seen that on a Moog unless you got like a mini Moog with three oscillators. But the Arturia allows you to mix like, like five different waveforms from an oscillator all at once. Um, and that's pretty unique and it allows you to do some really cool things. And the ADSR envelope uh, has some really cool triggering and looping capabilities that I use to create additional rhythms on top of the DFAM. And so there's a lot of cool sonic stuff going on. Then really low in the mix, I have the Make Noise Morphogene, which is an awesome Eurorack sampler. And I have sampled uh, a Phantom Electric Ghost song. And then I run it in um, like a, a mode where I kind of deconstruct it using time shifting and slowing down that sample and then using um, some of the controls on the on the morphogene allow you to morph the sample and extremely affect it. Um, and so you can slow it down, you can morph it into something a lot different than what it originally was. And I use it to create atmospheric sound painting effects. It's very low in the mix, um, but it's there because it has its own rhythm, so it's kind of polyrhythmic going against the DFAM, so you don't want it to be too extreme. And then I played uh, over this, once I tracked the DFAM and the Morphogene, I, I did a piano track. Um, I did some chord arrangements over the rhythm section coming from the DFAM, the Arturia, uh, Mini Brute, and um, the morphogene from Make Noise. Then I did a, a separate vocal track for Josephine um, over, over the piano. And then I used the Zoom R24 uh, to initially record it with, with a dual mic setting on the initial recording. And then I, I mastered it on the Zoom R24 using the mastering capabilities. And then I remastered it on Landar to, you know, increase the, the sound so it could be presentable for streaming services. And I found, you know, this is my style of recording where I use a hardware workflow. I use hardware sense like Moe's and Roland's and Arturia's. And I, I've been able to really kind of rediscover my equipment all the time because in the Eurorack mode, you can, do so many different things. And I have like a mixer in my Eurorack, which is really cool. It's like uh, from Pittsburgh modular, they have for Euroracks, a four by two mixer, which allows you to change the levels of the Eurorack's 
uh, modules that are inside of your Eurorack. And so I can change the levels or adjust the levels of what's going on in the Eurorack before it even hits um, my Zoom. And before it even hits my Zoom, I have it going into a Roland Performance Mixer, an MX-1. And MX-1 is kind of my secret sauce. I use that to do kind of a pre-mix before it hits the Zoom. And then I'm able to do a little trick where I take mono signals from from the Eurorack and then convert them to stereo by having an input go into the MX-1 on a quarter inch uh, from the Arturia 2S. It takes all the Eurorack signals, brings it in. Um, I have, you know, so I use that to bring in the signals. It's coming in on a mono signal, but then I have it go out on the left and right output of the MX-1 into a channel one and channel two on the Zoom R24. What this does is it takes mono signals from the microphone, my stereo electronics microphone, that is um, actually affected by my VTO3, which is a vocal transformer. Uh, for many years, I just used the JDXI um, for my vocal performances, but lately I've been using a VTO3. And I use a studio electronics microphone with a shielding on it and I have that running directly into the MX-1 mixer, and then I have it go out in a stereo signal, which is really cool because if you, you know, have ever played with these mics, and the JDXI mic comes out stereo, just because the uh, JDXI, you know, is kind of forward thinking, so when you use the, the vocoder on it, you get a stereo signal on the mic. But if you use a separate mic, which is a preferred method for cleaner sound, it will come in mono. And then a lot of times people have to go into like FL Studio or Pro Tools and, and, and set it to a stereo signal in the DAW. But because I use a hardware workflow, I use this t t dual mixer setup to achieve the same thing, which I find sometimes has a better level of quality in the signal. Don't know. I played with FL Studio. I played with... Um, um, you know, or Ableton Live, uh, and I, I had a stereo signal coming from my, my mic, and I didn't really like what it did. It kind of compressed it. It didn't have the the, the, the width of the sound, uh, the headroom that I wanted. Uh, so when I run it directly into the Zoom, um, I'm able to get that stereo signal in, in the audio quality I like. I'm sure if you use a really good audio interface, like Universal Audio, or even Arturia has different interfaces. Maybe you can get a better signal. Uh, what I found that I didn't like, I didn't like what it did to the signal. Um, and just when I play live, I like being able to do that stereo flip, which is pretty cool. If you play in a live show, I played in New York and stuff and use my dual mixers. Uh, it allows me to control my signal before it even gets to the soundboard. So overall, this song, you know, is, is, is a statement that I've been working on. It's part of a collection called Feelings of Love Usually Hurt. It could end up getting on Dark Ghost, which is my next big project that I want to have a physical CD uh, for and potentially have vinyl versions of it. If it was in vinyl, it would be multiple vinyl records that would be released over time. Um, I do have uh, now a campaign on Anchor, and part of this campaign is if you want to help me uh, create 
the vinyl and CD versions of Dark Ghost. It would be cool if you would contribute to our podcast through Anchor. Um, if you could contribute the max of the nine ninety nine a month, it could help us toward creating the vinyl and CD versions of Dark Ghost. And this is an example of a song that might hit Dark Ghost. Uh, there's a lot of tracks on Dark Ghost already. There's over 20 tracks. But this one might replace an, another one that's on there. I feel it kind of... Well, we got cut off there for some reason. But what I was saying is um, we are accepting fan support. And we have a campaign to put out our Dark, Dark Ghost album for 2019. Uh, possibly 20, you know, it could come out in uh, 2018 if we get enough funding, but we have the ability to uh, accept uh, donations now. And if you guys are, you know, in the, in the, in the mood to do that, it can start at $1. It can be $5. It can be like $9 or 99 cents, like $10 a month. And so that money goes toward supporting the podcast and also supporting uh, the release of a material. If we get enough people, we can work out potentially, you know, doing deals for the supporters. Where the supporters would maybe get the CDs and the hard copies before anybody else. Um, so we could we can ensure that if we we get enough supporters and we get their information, uh, we would work that out. Uh, we'll be more clear on that once we see the level of support that we get. Would just be aware if we start getting early adopters that want to help us with that, that we definitely will give those early adopters the first um, cut of of the record. And we can always do nice things like sending you directly to your email downloads of uh, exclusive material, alternate takes, you know, all kinds of cool stuff we could send you. Uh, you know, original artwork we could send you through the mail. Uh, so there's a lot of cool stuff we could do if you're into it. So if you like what we're doing on the net where we're interviewing indie artists, you know, shoot us a line through Anchor. You can send us a voice memo. You can like us. You can applaud. Uh, that's always good. You can tell your friends. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. So you can listen to us in multiple places, Radio Public as well. So we're very happy about what's going on here. Um, with the net and anchor is our new home. We used to be on Spearman, but anchor is the new home for family like the ghost. And we said before, we're looking for a co-host, uh, specifically looking for a female uh, artist who is an electronic musician or indie musician in any other genre that's into talking to other indie musicians around the world and also talking about um, gear. <clears throat> so if you're an indie musician and you're, you're into recording equipment. You're into the conversation of, do you use a digital audio workstation or you go live into a studio? Do you just use like GarageBand? What, what do you do? Uh, what kind of things are you into in terms of like acoustic, analog, digital, um, different types of recording methods? Uh, and, you know, I'm a synthesis, so I'm big time into modular gear, modes, profits, Roland's you know, make noise, Arturia, you know, any kind of gear that's cool we're into looking at. And we're trying to get sponsors uh, in terms of trying to see if we can get companies like Moog and Make Noise and uh, Analog Instruments to actually provide gear for reviews, even though we have, 
here we've purchased that we can do reviews. It'd be cool if we can get on that train. So thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you later. This is Van Luck the Ghost, and uh, we just did a remaster of Feelings of Love Usually Hurt. Um, this version uses a different um, mastering technique to kind of bring out um, some of the stuff I had talked about before. I had um, a Make Noise Morphogene uh, track that's a little below it, and there's some stuff from the Arturia that comes out a little bit more in this version. Uh, the version that we have is... Um, the second part um so yeah the second part version that's remastered is called ode to vixoni and liar and this version just has a different mastering so you can kind of tell the difference between this version and the previous version and uh let me know what your thoughts are thank you